Welcome to worship with the Old Presbyterian Meeting House in Alexandria, Virginia. This virtual worship service is brought to you in a time when we join you in practicing social distancing to curb the pandemic virus. We pray that in the not-too-distant future we will welcome you in person when you visit us in Old Town Alexandria. Jesus said, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. We gather this Monday Thursday, marking the day when Jesus gave that new commandment to his disciples. Jesus gathered with his disciples in the upper room. We gather in spirit, even as we are physically apart. Jesus took a towel and washed the disciples' feet. He shared the Passover meal, instituting the holy feast that binds us to him even this day. And then he went out into the garden to pray. On this evening, that so vividly recalls the touch and presence of Jesus, we remember and worship and pray. We come in faith, we come in hope. We gather together wherever we are, bringing our hearts to God. Let us pray. Holy God, source of all love, on the night of his betrayal, Jesus gave his disciples a new commandment to love one another as he loved them. Write this commandment on our hearts. Give us the will to serve others as he was the servant of all, who gave his life and died for us, yet is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
we come before God this night, let us be honest about the sin, the brokenness, the failings in our lives. Let us be honest about the ways we betray one another and the ways we betray ourselves. Trusting in God's mercy, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Let us pray. Eternal God, God, whose covenant with us is never broken, we confess that we fail to fulfill your will. Though you have bound yourself to us, we will not bound ourselves to you. In Jesus Christ, you serve us freely, but we refuse your love and withhold ourselves from others. We do not love you fully or love one another as you command. In your mercy, forgive us, cleanse us, and unite us to Christ, who is the bread of life and the vine from which we grow in grace. Hear now the prayers we bring to you in silence. Friends, the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. Know that we are forgiven and set free to be at peace. In the name of the Creator, the Christ, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. first reading this evening is from the book of Exodus. Listen for God's word. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall mark for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole congregation of Israel that on the tenth of this month they are to take a lamb for each family, a lamb for each household. 
If a household is too small for a whole lamb, it shall join its closest neighbor in obtaining one. The lamb shall be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat of it. This is how you shall eat it. Your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. You shall eat it hurriedly. It is the Passover of the Lord. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both human beings and animals. On all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague shall destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations you shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance. A reading from the Gospel John in the 13th chapter. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean though not all of you, for he knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe and had returned to the table, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you should also do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, You are blessed if you do them. 
When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Waiting. We're waiting. For what? We really don't know. Our spiritual ancestors were waiting in Egypt to be spared their firstborn's deaths. Jesus was waiting for his betrayal, death, for his resurrection. Is this frightening time during a history-making pandemic somehow bringing us closer to understanding more of what Jesus' last days were like? How do we live into this Holy Week? How do we live with days blurring together, work mounting up or drying up, with financial anxieties all around us, with fitful dreams, fearing for our children, our parents, our world, ourselves. We wait and worry and wash our hands, our clothes, our houses. Jesus washed his disciples' feet, symbolically, as a servant, but also because there was dust and muck brought in from the outside world and safe in that upstairs room, they thought. His hospitality was a gesture of love. If I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. This is the story of Holy Week. Do this. Remember me. Love one another. We retell it each year. We got it, we thought. Yet here we are, waiting, separated, sorrowful, scared, immersed in what feels like the darkest of times, at least in our lifetimes, in this new world history. But even in the darkness, as we retrace Jesus last week, journeying with him symbolically to and through the cross, what do we do? We scan the horizon, frantically looking toward the hope of resurrection, of living our lives as Easter people, loving one another as Christ loves us. We see glimmers of hope in humanity as people across the world sing and applaud each night to celebrate and honor our courageous frontline healthcare workers. As teachers drive through neighborhoods, waving to their students, staying connected. We see more and more of our neighbors taking up the call to do their parts, enlisting in God's reconciling work by staying separated, distanced for now, 
allowing time for the earth to heal, for us to heal, our collective spirit to heal. What did Jesus do? As he waited for his betrayal and arrest, his execution, his death, he remembered the Passover. He shared a last meal with his friends. He asked us to do that too. And he gave us a new commandment to love one another, really. So the least we can do as we wait is to remember not only his death on a cross, but his remembering, honoring, reciting his own heritage and ours of bondage and exile, of perilous times of plagues and death, and follow his life, his ministry, his dinners with everyone, sinners and friends, his service by washing their feet. But how do we serve as we wait for what we don't know without his presence, without sharing bread and wine, without gathering at our church, our lives like our sanctuary stripped of all that we know? We remember his last days of betrayal and loss by doing as he did, caring for each other washing each other's feet, or at least by washing our hands, our children's little hands, constantly, religiously, to remind us it's the only way we can care for the most vulnerable among us. We're called to serve by sheltering at home, in a mysterious new sacred space, worshiping in our separateness, praying desperately as we try to sleep, like our ancestors, surely on their knees in prayer and tossing and turning in their beds, like a deadly virus ripping through entire communities where some children were not spared that first Passover as people hoped and prayed when the Lord passed by, even as they'd done all they could to prepare, to follow instructions, smearing the blood of a lamb as a sign of salvation on their doors. Please pass over, O Lord, the Egyptian mothers had begged. Please pass over, O God, Jesus' mother Mary had implored. Please, 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 God entreated. Remember me. Remember this. Love one another, Jesus pleaded. waiting. At his last supper with his friends, as he waited, Jesus celebrated, remembered the Passover. Our brothers and sisters still do, removing one drop of wine from their glasses as they name each of the plagues that rain down upon other parents on their knees in prayer, waiting. One drop of wine removed for each tear shed, reducing our ancestors' joy remembering that their freedom and ours was won at the cost of a deep, unknowable suffering of so many others when we were in bondage, in exile, cut off from one another as we are now. 
We wait to retell these stories each year during our Holy Week, waiting to remember, as if for the first time, that God's deep longing for each of us is so passionate, so fierce, that God will do anything to take us away from our suffering, from the separateness and sin of our own making. We wait, and we know it's here. It's now. We believe deep down. Sorrow and suffering are followed by hope and the mystery of resurrection beyond our understanding. We will emerge from this dark time, but only by helping one another, caring for one another, loving one another, as Jesus did for us as he commanded we do, while we are waiting. Amen. Let us pray. On this night, God, we remember your presence with us. We remember your presence with us in the word made flesh, in a man who knelt and washed the dusty, dirty feet of his friends, a man who taught us, who showed us what it means to love and serve. We remember your presence with us in the meal that was shared that night, the bread and wine that were offered, 
the communion with Christ's body and blood that fills us still. We remember your presence with us. In the one who went out into the garden, who asked his friends to watch with him, who then threw himself to the ground and prayed alone. We remember your presence with us as we remember the agony of Jesus' prayer and his commitment to following the path to which he had been called. We remember your presence with us as Jesus was betrayed, as the disciples deserted him and fled, as Peter denied him and he was left alone. We remember your presence with us on that night and on this night too, when the darkness and loneliness and sorrow and fear descend, when all that we know and trust and hope for has been stripped away, when we go forth not knowing what lies ahead, we remember your presence with us. And we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Now go in peace. As Christ loved you, love one another.